Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzee, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So NetHealth now has NetHealth Therapy for Private Practice. This is a cloud-based, all-in-one EMR solution for managing your practice. It handles scheduling, documentation, billing, reporting needs, plus lots more in one super easy-to-use package. And right now, NetHealth is offering a special deal for healthy, wealthy, and smart listeners. If you complete a demo with the NetHealth team, you'll get $100 towards lunch for your staff. Visit nethealth.com slash litzy to get started. And you'll also get access to free resources for PTs like eBooks, on-demand webinars, and business tools. Once again, that's nethealth.com slash L-I-T-Z-Y, my last name. Now, on to today's episode, we are going to be talking about how you can infuse yoga into your orthopedic physical therapy practice. And this is more than just infusing some yoga moves, but really infusing the uh, background and philosophy of yoga into your physical therapy practice. And to help us navigate that, I'm really happy to have on the program Dr. Shannon Leggett. She is an orthopedic uh, manual physical therapy with 20 years of experience. She understands the complex nature of pain and the necessity to use a comprehensive individualized treatment approach. Uh, She performs thorough evaluations looking at movement, strength, flexibility, and balance, as well as lifestyle. Shannon believes that how we live influences our ability to heal. So she has been able to successfully combine her extensive background of treating musculoskeletal injuries with her training in mind-body techniques to formulate a holistic plan of care. And in this episode, we talk about just that, how to infuse yoga into your regular physical therapy uh, treatments. And like I said, it goes beyond just some yoga poses and stretches, but really infusing the background and the philosophy of yoga in with your patient in with your patient treatments, but also with infusing your whole philosophy of physical therapy and how you work with your patients. So a big thanks to Shannon and everyone enjoy today's episode. Hey, Shannon, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on. Thanks, Karen. I'm really happy to be here. So today we're going to talk about how you have been able to infuse yoga and not just yoga, the movements, but yoga, the principles into your physical therapy practice. And just for the listeners, I actually took one of Shannon's yoga classes online and it was wonderful. So thank you for having me. Thank Um, you for joining. Yeah, it was great. So before we get into how you do this within your orthopedic physical therapy practice, I would love for you to let the listeners know how you yourself came into the practice of yoga. Well, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, I was probably in my mid-30s, which I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> I'm not dating myself here. But um, I ended a relationship. And I think as so many women do, it's like you either cut or dye your hair or you try something new. 
Okay. 100%. And yes. I was like so, so trying to rock the pixie cut back then. Like I couldn't do anything with my hair. So I, I walked into my first yoga class at the New York Health and Racket Club on First Avenue on the Upper East Side. I know it. And there I was. And now that I know yoga, it was an Iyengar class, which is very alignment-based, very slow, very methodical, holding poses. And I remember waking up the next day and being so incredibly sore. And like muscles, I mean, basically I should know what the muscles are, but like, oh my God, that's what those feel like (laughs) when you use them for long periods of time. And the physical practice, that, that sensation, that feeling kind of kept me going back for more. Um, And then as time went on, I started to recognize the mental aspects of the practice, that whatever I was walking into the yoga studio with or holding onto was kind of magically disappeared at the end of the class. Um, And I am an anxiety sufferer, which I only have come to understand and realize what that was until like in a, within the last 10 years. And yoga then became a very strong coping strategy for me. Um, I found being connected to my body and connected to my person and putting in an hour of self-care aside for me was absolutely uh, essential. So it's definitely become one of my go-to tools to kind of handle the day in and day out stress of living, working, uh, in, in New York city. So yeah. I, and I would uh, think, especially now oh, during COVID times. Now. Yeah. Hands down now it is. And I, and I was home for a couple of months like everybody else. And it was, I was on my mat every single day and, um, then decided while I was home, I was like, well, why not see who else wants to practice? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, it has always been in the last like 12 to 15 years, very much part of my life on a, in a personal standpoint. It has led me to travel. I've met great people. I've taken amazing classes and, and explored studios in different forms. Um, but it wasn't until probably within the last five or six years that I started to connect some dots um, professionally right? Like how, how could this fit into what I do professionally? Um, I, in terms of like a stretching standpoint, a strength building standpoint, yoga is amazing. But what about the body, the mind body connection? And I started to notice trends with a lot of my female patients. I've been treating in Midtown for most of my career. And women would be walking into the clinic with your like standard orthopedic injuries, shoulder impingement, low back pain, and their response to an injury that would not necessarily be anything like, okay, just the pain was off the charts and difficult to get under control and um, not necessarily responding to what you would consider standard practice. Mm-hmm. And you start to talk to them and they have fertil- they've had fertility issues. They've had gastrointestinal issues. They're working full-time. They are full-time moms, too, and trying to be the best they can be in both realms. And self-care is last. They don't sleep well. They don't eat well. And I realized that the stress component 
was driving their inability to heal or maybe mm-hmm. um, their ability to, you know, kind of get back to what they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I just was said to myself, well, how can I, as a clinician, kind of break into that stress cycle? How can I maybe help them, cron- you know, calm down some of their chronic systemic inflammation? How can we help them with negative thought patterns and, and whatnot? And that's not something that we traditionally are taught in physical therapy school. Um, and it, and is it my scope of practice and kind of going back and forth. So I started taking some continuing ed classes in the yoga world. And, um, I've done some work with a clinical psychologist in Boston who treats her anxiety and depression patients with, with yoga and bodywork techniques. And, and she's a ton of research as to how mindfulness begins in the body that studies have shown that that kind of short circuits that stress response in your brain. So that kind of led me in that direction. And uh, then I walked into my restorative yoga training, which I had never really taken, but it intrigued me. Uh, and because I, I just kind of felt intuitively that it was going to be the, like the last, the, not the last piece, because there's never a last piece, but a piece of the puzzle that I was missing. Mm-hmm. And it basically is how we can go from our sympathetic, our fight or flight, part of our nervous system into our rest and digest, our parasympathetic mm-hmm. nervous system and how much our nervous system can drive how we feel. And so often we have patients with chronic neck pain, chronic low back pain, like they massage, they feel better for an hour, that comes mm-hmm. back. And just this idea of chronic tension versus chronic tightness. And what restorative training does is it brings you into yoga shapes, but they're basically supported with props and mm-hmm. it's a guided meditation and, and breath work. And as you move through the shape or stay in the shape, you can flip the switch that vagus nerve. We can stimulate our vagus nerve and move into that rest and digest part of the nervous system. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in theory, like, okay, great. But four days of a training and I always have neck pain always. Uh, and I just attribute it to everything we do and mm-hmm. manual and, you know, it was after the holidays and, you know, that's a stressful time, like the month of December. Yeah. Within four days, my neck pain was gone. It was incredible to me how much of that pain was actually chronic tension mm-hmm. and not necessarily this orthopedic tightness. So it was a kind of an aha moment for me in terms of what patients might carry. And I have used the teaching, the methodology in my treatment sessions. Patients don't necessarily understand, clients don't necessarily understand that they hold habitual tension. And so much of us, like when we say like, oh, we have to relax, like we would sit down on the couch and drink a glass of wine and, you know, watch eight hours of Netflix. Right, right. Oh, we're like, we're totally just chilling. But yet like, we're holding our belly, like our shoulders are up here, like clenching our jaw. Like we don't even know Mm -hmm. because we're relaxing. And part of, part of the restorative yoga is understanding where those patterns are you get to know your body. Like for me, I'm a jaw clencher. I'm a shoulder yeah. up in my ear. And 
And, and once you understand that, you kind of like, kind of, I do like some check-ins during the day. Like, where are my shoulders? Where's my jaw? And taking a deep breath and kind of like letting that go. Um, yeah, as, as you say this, I'm unclenching my jaw a little bit. I'm a jaw clencher also. So as you say this, I'm like, relax the jaw, drop the shoulders. I am the same way. Well, it's, it's pretty amazing because um, it sounds like for you, and this happens, I've heard this over and over again, that it's this sort of personal experience. You have that aha moment. And then you say to yourself, well, I'm a clinician. I'm trying to help people. So what can I do to improve my understanding as a clinician to help my patients? So you go, you take restorative yoga training, and then you are able to infuse that into your therapy sessions. And we were joking a bit before we went on the air. um, And Shannon said, well, it's not like I'm having someone who just had a labral tear do a shoulder stand. Like, (laughs) that's not what it means to do like (laughs) yoga in PT. So not at all. When, when people think of yoga and infusing yoga into PT, I bet a lot of people think, oh, you must do a lot of downward dogs and a lot of shoulder stands. But can you explain sure. a little bit more about what, in, what that means in, in your PT practice? Absolutely. Um, I, if somebody comes in, uh, like I always think like a case, a case study. Uh, Let's do I it. I have... A frozen shoulder mm-hmm. and how much of that again tension versus tightness how much of that tightness is being driven by the nervous system so i'm i always ask about stress levels what's going on at home at work um you know things that people do to 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 maybe calm down or relax and i might say hey we're gonna have a little bit of an experiment today okay i am gonna prop you when I pull out the, the blankets and the pillows and I'll put them in a very gentle chest opener. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> oftentimes you're, you're doing a ton of stretching with the frozen shoulder, a lot of soft tissue work. If there's a, a level or a component to stress or anxiety to that, that cranking is just going to cause your, your nervous system Not to just good. clamp down. And, and, yeah. and they're gonna, you're going to get the exact opposite effect. Yeah, absolutely. And even like we know if you're cranking on an arm in the, those first three to six months, no good. No good. <laughs> no good. No good. Gonna, not, not good for the patient. Not good for the shoulder. Not at all. So I might spend a couple of sessions with a patient props, kind of guiding their nervous system into letting go. Uh, typically the, you know, shoulders are rounded, pecs are tight, upper traps. So if I can kind of guide them into relaxing, letting go, I typically find a little bit more space. Mm -hmm. They're a little more trusting of me to like maybe move them. Maybe I can modulate their pain a little bit. So they will be a little bit more or or a little less fearful of movement themselves. Because people come to us are in pain and they don't Mm want to move. They don't want to go in any direction that that is going to maybe reproduce their symptoms. Of course. Yeah. And and (laughs) so much goes into that sort of bucket when you're talking about pain. So there's so much that can fill that up. You know, we look at things through a biopsychosocial lens. You know, you're asking about sleep and, and stress and all that goes into this this sort of bucket. And then it gets to the point where the nervous system 
senses danger and it's like, okay, that's it. We're going it, to, it's yeah. time, you know, the brain makes that decision. It's dangerous enough pain, right? Yeah. We're going to fight, we're going to flight, or we're going to yep. freeze. Yep. Think about a frozen shoulder, how, yeah. how much of that could be nervous system driven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and also too, just bringing in some, the mindfulness component of yoga. You know, the yoga sutras, which are kind of like the blueprint of yoga, the philosophy of yoga, the first sutra is yoga is now. That is, I mean, that is mindfulness. That is in the moment. That is the definition right there. Mm-hmm. So I use that idea of mindfulness or the tool of mindfulness to bring it throughout the day. Like I mentioned earlier, like doing a little check-in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes with my patients, I'll say, you know what, in the midst of your day, when you're like, oh my God, if one more person calls me or how am I going to get these emails done? Or like, I have to make the train to get home to the totally. kids, although no one's commuting now. I want you to tap in or tune into your body and come back and tell me where you hold your tension. I want to know. Are your shoulders up in your ears? Are you jaw clencher? Mm-hmm. So often, do you hold your belly in? You think about our patients with urinary stress incontinence, mm-hmm. with low back, low back pain. pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're clenching your belly all day, that's that is going to be maybe unclenching will be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So that idea of being present, of checking in, that is a tool I use throughout the day with my patients. That's great. <clears throat> And you know, it's so many, we're so externally focused. Everything is outside. We're always 10 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. We just become very disconnected with our physical being. And I love bringing patients back into their body to teach them something that they didn't even know, you know? And I, I love when people are like, oh my, my quadriceps. And they're like, they're holding their hamstrings. Mm-hmm. Like, but we have this tool that we've been given, this machine that we've been given, but nobody really educates us on how to use it right? or what it's about or how it moves. And I love bringing that idea of mindfulness and mindful movement into the physical therapy practice. Yeah, I think it's great. And the other thing, as you were talking about uh, putting people into these different restorative poses, that can then be transferred over to a home exercise program, Super right? Super easy. Yeah. I mean... Honestly, like laying down on the floor, throwing your feet over the couch, the the restorative doesn't even have to have props. It's basically the idea, and and now don't get me wrong, the props are delicious, but the restorative is learning how to let go of that tension as you breathe. Mm -hmm. It's letting the ground hold you up. It's letting the couch hold you up. It's letting, it's starting to kind of give into something else. You know, how much of us, like we put a coat of armor on every day, like especially now to get through the day. And mm-hmm. so in order to survive, we, we put on armor. Yeah. It's just in a physical structure. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. On the floor, legs on the couch, close your eyes <laughs> and just breathe. And honestly, that's yoga. Sometimes patients kind of... It doesn't have to be too complicated. (laughs) Not at all. Um, And sometimes when I start to bring things up, people are like, oh my God, because they think Instagram. They think poses. They think... Exactly, yeah. Very like thin, cute, like (laughs) people like by a pool. And it's just, it's mindfulness. It's it's the breath. It's awareness. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be twisty. And pretty. Yeah. And I think, I think that's my practice good. isn't twisty or pretty. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good to know because I think a lot of people will look at yoga and they look at the show of it 
-hmm. You know what I mean? The spectacle, the show of, wow, look at this person being able to, you know, do a handstand or a headstand and look at this and look at the positions they can get. I I can never do that. So I'm just not going to do it. Exactly. Like that's not for me or people feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially like the, the men, they mm-hmm. will not walk into a class because they don't want their, I, I'd be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no one is looking at you. No one. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I love about a studio. Like I'm an orthopedic physical therapist. I have, I'm not athletic. <laughs> I love athleticism. I am not athletic. So what I love about the studio is like, I can move, I can breathe, I can exercise. No one's watching. Yeah, it's true. It's like in their own little world. And that speaks to the introvert in me, like nobody's business. Yeah. Although sometimes I will say, if I go to a class, I will be looking at other people. That being said, one of the best yoga classes I ever did, we were blindfolded. Oh, that's extraordinary. Because it was a, it was a charity class for a charity called Achilles and Achilles supplies, um, pairs runners who are hard of sight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, to do all different kinds of races from a 5k up to a marathon. And because, uh, the people they serve are usually blind. We did the whole class blindfolded. And I was thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to fall over because you know, vision is a big part of balance, but it was the best yoga class I'd ever taken because I wasn't comparing myself to everyone else. <clears throat> the instructor was giving really clear instructions mm-hmm. and my balance was better because I was actually paying attention to myself versus looking at what everybody else was doing. Absolutely. And you really had to talk about a journey inward. Yeah. Right. And having to be in touch with like what your own body was doing and how you were going to assimilate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really interesting. The only weird part was the woman next to me kept trying to hold my hand and I had to keep like, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? And then after she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. I'm like, what? <laughs> so that kind of kept taking me out of the vibe a little bit. A, a but, little bit. but it is a loving community. The yoga yes. community is a loving community. Yes. <laughs> but I really, I really loved the way I felt after that. Great. And it, it, you know, it really got me thinking like, wow, I, this is something that I should be doing with my patients when we're just working on general movement is kind yeah. of have them close their eyes and really feel the movement and get into it. Absolutely. Um, but now let's, you, so you talked about some of the, um, the tenets of yoga. One mm-hmm. yo- is yoga is now being very mm-hmm. mindful. What other aspects of yoga, aside from, you know, positioning people, restorative, What other tenets of yoga are you using with your clients or with your patients? And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Shannon's answer. NetHealth Therapy for Private Practice is a cloud-based, all-in-one EMR solution for managing your practice. That's right, one piece of software that handles all of your scheduling, documentation, billing, and reporting needs, plus lots more, in one super easy-to-use package. Right now, NetHealth is offering a special deal for healthy, wealthy, and smart listeners. Complete a demo with the NetHealth team and get $100 towards lunch for your staff. Visit nethealth.com slash litzy to get started and get access to free resources for PTs like ebooks, on-demand webinars, and business tools. Once again, that's nethealth.com slash L-I-T-Z-Y. Um, I definitely... 
yes, I use the restorative, but I also use a little bit more of the, the poses, mm -hmm. the, the strength building poses, the, um, even some small sequences. Uh, I, I look at, <clears throat> I mean, if you look at the system as a whole, right, the fascia system, everything is connected, uh, especially my patients that sit all day. So that front body, everything is tight. Um, mm -hmm. Quads, hip flexors, chest, front neck. I will give them maybe sequences of some easy poses that they can do at home to open that whole space. My runners, runners don't like to stretch. They just want to run. So I always say, okay, we need to do some flexibility and some mobility work to keep you running healthy. There's nothing better and, than yoga as far as I'm concerned, bang for the buck, especially looking through like fascial systems. You throw, give someone a downward facing dog, well, they're opening their shoulders, calves, hamstrings, low back. Um, they're working on their core. Uh, so I love, I love the physical poses to help my runners, my sequences, my restorative, my breath work. Mm -hmm. How could I forget my breath work? Pranayama, right? What's one of the, um, eight limb path of yoga is, is breath work. And I pretty much teach every single patient who walks into my space to breathe. It is one of the most powerful tools that we have to connect to ourselves, to calm our nervous system. But again, our low back pain patients, our neck pain patients. Mm -hmm. How many neck pain patients do we see that are breathing the, with their accessory muscles? So using maybe even Tadasana, another pose, mountain pose, which is basically standing straight, it's posture. Mm -hmm. So I, everybody learns Tadasana. And then from Tadasana, once we get into that, that rib cage or pelvis alignment, we work on our breath. And diaphragmatic breath, finding the belly, maybe then connecting to pelvic floor, especially for my women. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely use Tadasana as my like home point as to finding, finding a good position, finding mm -hmm. a good home base mm -hmm. and, and breath and, and how they can use breath work to help them with their stress response. And part of what I love is sometimes I'll teach my core patients and I don't even tell them what the breathing, I'll tell them, listen, you know, breathing is important for core and it might help with your neck pain and low back pain. So we're just, that's where we're going to start. And what I love is when a couple of visits later, they're like, you know, we feel really calm. I feel mm. calm after I do that. And I'm starting, and I'm starting to use that like during the day. And I secretly love that. <laughs> yeah. So you're really, really giving tools that they can use throughout the day Absolutely. and and that they can also see the difference. And we know that once people see the difference in the tools we give them, they'll use them more. Yes. And that's how I, listen, some people I know right, right off the bat that I can like infuse and introduce yoga and mm -hmm. they're going to be all for it. Other people I know that are going to be skeptical. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, that's a good point you bring up because a lot of people like yoga, pff, so yeah. how do you, and so do you use, then use the breath work to kind of open the yeah. gates a little bit? Sometimes, or I'll say, Hey, you know, the yoga has some amazing, you know, stretches that might help you with what's going on. Mm -hmm. 
And because they stretch multiple fascial systems, they can be very effective or, you know, n- not effective, but efficient. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the city wants to be efficient. True story. So if you give them a couple of things and then they become more curious or I'll work on some mindfulness or I will educate them maybe how stress response could be driving their pain, um, how having a hobby or movement can like also be a, mm-hmm. an effective part of their healing process. So I, I kind of sneak it in, 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 in different ways. Got it. Got it. No, that makes a lot and, of sense. And also too, for like my, my runners, I have run a bunch of half marathons. I did the New York city marathon in 2018. Yoga is a tremendous compliment to running. Yes. And agreed. like it got me to the finish line. I don't think I'll ever do it again, but you never know. Never say never. Never say never. Exactly. <laughs> never, say never. So that's where, you know, at, Anytime you tell a runner that you could help them be better, faster, stronger, they're on board. <laughs> yeah, true. Very, very true. Um, and now, what advice would you have to other physical therapists or other clinicians who maybe are interested in yoga or interested in infusing yoga into their practice? Um, what are some good starting points for them? I would say start taking some classes yourself. Mm -hmm. Understand how it makes you feel. Understand the the language, the sequencing, um, the poses. You know, I I think experience is one of the best teachers. Um, I I learned by doing things in my own body and that makes me a much more effective clinician sometimes. So I would say, start taking some classes. Notice the benefit yourself listen to maybe even how yoga teachers instruct. I've learned some of the best cues and best instruction from some of the yoga teachers that I have gone and and worked with and starting to maybe infuse it a a little bit in your sessions, in your, Mm -hmm. in your PT sessions and see how the patients respond. Mm -hmm. And then from there, there are continuing ed classes out there for physical therapists who don't necessarily want to take the 200 hour training that can learn how to use yoga in healthcare. Yeah. Um, I took a, a great one, um, Threes Physio Yoga. Um, they are amazing. They're, they're great to follow on Instagram if you want to learn a little bit more. Uh, but they have, uh, they just did a class that I took. Do I want No, it was maybe last year. Again, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing of how to infuse yoga and physical therapy. So there, there's plenty of stuff out there. There's plenty of PTs out there that are that are doing this, that have Instagram pages. So just starting to follow, take classes. Easy. That's what I would do. It, it is so easy. It's easy. really easy. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I didn't do my yoga training until, you know, 2016. But I was using the poses and using some tenets like long, long before. Right, right. And that was just from my own experience. Yeah, no, I love the advice to kind of take it yourself, see how you, see how it feels. Because listen, you may think you want to infuse it into your treatment, and then you may take it yourself and be like, "Oh, I don't, I'm not feeling this," and that's okay. You can you can do something else. Oh, okay, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't resonate with everybody. That's right. That's <clears throat> right. That's right. And that's okay. Um, awesome. So now, 
before we kind of wrap things up, I think we, we have your one biggest takeaway is to start taking yoga classes yourself. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you want the listeners to walk away from this conversation? There are many modalities out there to help the healing process. And there are many practitioners that have different ideas to help you get there. And I think that I encourage people to find what works for them. Um, and that sometimes some of the less traditional practices can be extraordinarily helpful. Um, I, I mean, I think, I personally think yoga is an extraordinarily powerful tool from the mind-body perspective. We understand how much chronic pain does become a central nervous system, mm -hmm. you know, issue, uh, that it's not just all biomechanical. Mm -hmm. So we do have to treat the whole person. We have to treat mind as well as body. And I think that yoga could be a very powerful tool, the combination, um, and to, to, to seek and, and to try and to find what resonates and find what helps you. Um, and to just, you know, it, it, it's not ever linear. It's not ever a straight trajectory. Uh, healing is totally a journey. Yes. Uh, to, and to not give up. <laughs> and just because you've tried one thing doesn't mean noth nothing is going to work. Absolutely. Stay curious, stay active, um, stay moving, find something you love to do. It doesn't have to be yoga, but move. And movement is meditative. It's mindful. Um, you know, the body, the body responds to movement. Absolutely. And <clears throat> now before we wrap things up, this is a question I ask everyone, knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to your younger self who graduated right out of PT school, a newly minted PT? I wish I had forged my own path earlier. Mm. I wish that with I there. had listened to, you know, nothing has ever really fit for me until I brought yoga into my profession. It, it speaks to me. It makes sense to me. I wish I had, you know, when we did the webinar with Sturdy, mm -hmm. like let your freak flag fly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, be like, don't be like everybody else. I wish I had listened to that earlier. Yeah. Like to oh, forge my own path to not try to advice, not try to fit myself into someone else's business model. Yep. It's okay to want something different. It's okay to think outside the box. It's okay more than not to okay. be. It's uh, more yeah, than and, okay. And sometimes, you know what? What you think at first is going to work doesn't. And then you find another tool. Totally. Have a huge toolbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. That was such good advice, you know, because I think so often, especially in physical therapy, as we discussed during that webinar, it's like, Physical therapists tend to be type A. We want to, you know, we want to be the best. We want to, we want to do good. We want to help others. And so we tend to kind of just stay in the lane totally. and are afraid to like, let the freak flag fly, <laughs> if you will, which is very hard to say, but it's true. It's true. And uh, thank you for reminding me and reminding the listeners of that. 
Yeah, now, be, where can people true. find you? Yes, be true to yourself. Where can people find you? Speaking you of which. Fi- you can find me on LinkedIn uh-huh. and Instagram. And what's your handle on Instagram? Shani. That is, that is my nickname. My family, my nieces call me Shani. Uh-huh. So it's S-H-A-N-N-Y-O-G-A-P-T-N-Y-C. Oh, it's very, long. Very cute. I get it. I get it. Yeah, Shen Yoga PT NYC. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Kind of sums me up. <laughs> perfect. So people can find you there, and we will have links to all of uh, what Shannon spoke about today, resources and things sure. like that. We'll put them all into the show notes at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So one click will take you to everything we discussed today. So Shannon, thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking about how to use yoga in your physical therapy practice. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Karen. It was a pleasure. I love, I love, I got to share the best of like my favorite part of the world. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone who's out there listening, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. And a big thank you to Shannon for sharing how she incorporates her passion, which is yoga, into her physical therapy practice. And of course, thank you to NetHealth for sponsoring today's episode. NetHealth Therapy for Private Practice is a cloud-based all-in-one EMR solution for managing your practice, one piece of software that handles all of your scheduling, documentation, billing, and reporting needs, plus lots more, and one super easy-to-use package. NetHealth is offering a special deal for healthy, wealthy, and smart listeners. Complete a demo with the NetHealth team and get $100 towards lunch for your staff. Visit nethealth.com slash litzy to get started and get access to free resources for PTs like ebooks, on-demand webinars, and business tools. Once again, that's nethealth.com slash L-I-T-Z-Y. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.